Did you know you can get all of our podcasts on our free podcast app? Head over to rawattractionpodcast.com to download the app now. For the world's most ecstatic love and sex podcasts, bonus videos, and exclusive articles, head to rawattractionpodcast.com to get the free app now. Hi everyone and welcome to another Raw Attraction Magazine podcast. Today we've got Elena Angel on from London, someone I've met before. We just haven't had a chance to get on a podcast, but now is the time. Uh, Elena is a teacher, speaker, mentor, and founder of the Ultimate Connection Coaching, and also a soulmate expert, and that's something we're going to dive in today. So how are you doing, Elena? Hi, Steve. I'm very well. Thanks. Really exciting to connect with you after all this time. Uh, yeah, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, it's time to reconnect. So, mm. for those uh, who are new to you, what would you describe as uh, all the things you do, the soulmate expert stuff and the connection coaching? Uh, mm. What is it that mm. you do and how did you get to that part, path in life? Um. It's been a lifelong journey, really. Um, one of um, really uh, discovering who I am, uh, finding my authenticity, and then my self-expression. And the key that I found in my own journey was the soul. So I've developed a way of looking at ourselves from that perspective and uh, healing and developing all the different areas of our lives. Uh, so this could be relationships, that's my specialism, relationships, life purpose, creativity, um, looking at our lifestyle, well-being, spirituality, uh, our communities, and just really informing our ourselves and our lives from this um, deeper aspect that can um, give us more nourishment and fulfillment than pretty much anything else uh, than the outside world uh, would offer us. Mm. Yeah, so my coaching is about that. Uh, people come to me for a variety of uh, reasons. Okay, usually, like I said, it's relationships, uh, people needing help with that. Um, I have a background in Tantra and uh, Taoist practice, and so um, I introduce some of those principles that help to create conscious. Um, relationships, um, so upgrade existing relationships, but also help to draw in uh, better partners. Uh, a lot of people are struggling um, to to find good partners, and you can see all the dating sites, and you know, there's so much on dating, and at the same time, so much isolation and loneliness and difficulty in connecting. So a big part of my work is about that, uh, and I run soulmate connections events to help with that further, because I do believe there's great magic in physically meeting people. <laughs> uh, we rely a lot on technology and here we are having this conversation um, and it's great um, but this there's no substitute for the magic of actually being together in a group of uh, people who are uh, longing to connect from this deeper place of the heart and the soul and, and really see um, the light that each of us carry and, and uh, you know take it from there really. So that's a big part of my work. Uh, and yeah, uh, do you have a question for me? Yeah, the, the leading off from that, that would be going into well, what you said really was about uh, the the technology is kind of keeping us separate, and I think this mm. is something that everyone must feel on some level, whether the mm. 
trying to find a new partner on Tinder mm. or on uh, I don't know eHarmony is supposed to be the more soulmate connection there's still something that is uh, extremely well we're all looking for start something more than just an online connection mm. so how do we start getting in touch with that deeper part of ourselves because surely that is the answer before we go looking for someone else yeah yeah absolutely it's funny you mentioned eHarmony and I um, don't mean to give them bad press but I have actually been on that side because I was fascinated by their system and they have a very comprehensive um, questionnaire uh, that people can go into and answer and the emphasis is on compatibility Mm. and having shared values and ethics that is very very important um, but I'm just amused at, at how it still doesn't work um, because the soul just doesn't work like that <laughs> it's not so logical and it's you know it's not about ticking the right boxes um, so yeah going back to that place uh, let's define the soul shall we mm-hmm. yeah uh, so so the soul we might say is um, an individuation of the divine. So if we if we are extensions of the divine of God, um, there is a level of individuation where we can identify as ourselves rather than the collective or the one, uh, you know, enormous entity that is God. Um, so it's what gives us our identity. Um, it's an aspect of the divine that we call ourselves. And on on a Let's say on a on a higher level, to use that analogy, we we have aspects, um, say from past lives and whatnot. So it's it's a collection of experiences and gifts uh, that we have uh, through our uh, being and existence. And then there is a, a level of identity uh, which is more personal. This is where the personality comes in. So I'm I don't know you're Steve. And um, I, I see you as the person who grew up, um, you know, and did those experiences, had those experiences that you had, and I can relate to you on a personal level. But there is this whole aspect that's much greater than that, um, than I could ever know of you, and probably you don't know fully either. You're discovering it as you go along. Mm. The same is true for me, right? So I'm Helena, and I know. Uh, what my parents were like and where I grew up and where I went to school and all the people who came into my life and all those experiences but there is an aspect of me that is greater than even I know and I'm in the process of constantly discovering more it's uh, so we're all mysteries <laughs> and um, and this this mystery is is the whole point uh, so we're here to discover the mystery that is ourselves and one of the best ways of doing so is in relationships. So as I connect with you, we start evoking qualities in each other, and we start seeing in each other what we might not be able to see in ourselves. Um, and in psychological terms, that can lead to to difficulties like projections and, and mirroring that, that is um, hurtful. A lot of the time that's what happens, and we blame the other person for our own stuff a lot of the time. We just uh, can't see it. Um, but there is a beauty in it as well because I can see gifts in you um, th- that are perhaps easier for me to recognize in you than in myself. And together we can we can grow and help each other to um, find more of who we are and help each other to express it more fully. And that's how the relationships can become more liberating. 
it's another problem. You know, we go into a relationship and we're afraid that as we get more intimate and more involved with someone, we lose ourselves and we have to compromise and we lose our freedom, right? Um, but when you relate from the soul aspect, uh, then the opposite is true. Uh, so this person is your partner to be yourself more than you would have been otherwise. Um, and this is true of romantic relationships and closer partnerships, obviously, because we really get to know a person very, very well. And we perhaps share our commitment to growth together and to supporting each other in this way. Um, but I see this spreading in, in bigger groups of people. So we have um, friends that relate with us in that way. We have work associates that uh, work with us in this way. Um, and I see businesses forming that are very soul-centered. Um, uh, so the, the, the good thing about it is it's spreading and groups of people and communities in uh, different projects that are going on. Um, and we're all helping each other and helping the greater good as well. Yeah, so that's the big difference uh, when you suffer the soul. Do you have a specific, I know you covered probably it within that, but do you have a more concise uh, definition of what a soul mate connection or partnership is? So soul partnership is one that is led by the soul. Um, it used to be that, um, okay, I met somebody and I might see them as a, uh, as a function. Okay, so I uh, meet someone and I know they have a job title, for example, um, and they can help me with something and I have a transaction with them. Uh, so you can help me find a home, great, or you can have me help me have sex, great. I'll give you some sex back or I'll give you some money back or I'll give you something back. And a lot of our relationships used to be transactional based on exchange. Um, and the, the focus was in what can I get for myself? And the the value was how valuable is this for me? And how valuable is this for you? And can we agree on a value for the exchange? Um, that's been dominating our relationships for a long, 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 long time. And um, on some level, it works. Um, but now we're upgrading. We're upgrading collectively. Humanity's upgrading. And now we're moving away from this transactional model into a model of communion and sharing. Uh, so uh, my value is in being myself. Uh, therefore, there's, there's no number attached to that. Uh, my job is to express my gifts and to fulfill um, uh, the soul purpose. So the soul aspect, that divine aspect in myself, easier to do something which expresses in different ways. Uh, so as I commit to that, that is the value that I experience in myself and the value I bring to the world. And when everybody does that, it's a case of sharing those resources and supporting each other to give more of what we already have within. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's much more about a collaboration, uh, communion, sharing rather than uh, exchange, uh, you know, value-based transactions. And from my experience, uh, soulmates can also be very messy. What, mm -hmm. what, what would you say about the, the ones that become messy where the where a close intimate partnership becomes where you're triggering each other's wounds to be healed yeah is this a common occurrence yes of course of course um i mean that that is true of, of everything really life gives us opportunities to heal to become better integrated and more whole and 
you know, the, the ones that are more intimate and we're, we're in love, they, they are the most potent, of course, because we invest more of ourselves and it matters more. Um, uh, and potentially it can be hurtful, yeah. Um, my solution to that is to focus on the learning. Uh, so to see all the hurts, the projections, and so on, is an opportunity to find a deeper truth and to find a learning. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, for example, I was in, in relationship a long time ago, and I, I realized at some point that I was not in the relationship because of love, because love was there, obviously, but that was not the reason I was in the relationship. The reason was uh, to to grow. And I would ask myself, you know, am I growing in this relationship? How can I grow more out of this relationship? And I, I chose to look at all conflicts or differences or, or any difficulty as yet another opportunity for me to learn and to grow. Uh, so that was my focus. And I didn't take it so personally. Um, I, I didn't uh, try to work out if this relationship is uh, you know, wrong or this partner is wrong. It wasn't about right or wrong. It was about learning and growth. Um, and each relationship has um, you know, its gifts. Uh, so the question I would ask is, what is the learning in this? How can I grow more out of this? And, and sorry yeah, to as long, yeah, as, yeah, as long as there's love in the equation, which there should be, honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> really, there always is. So hopefully, you'll be feeling it. Um, the, the love provides the container to do this work. So there's there's no way around those things. It's the healing of the personality. It's the healing of all the past wounding, and you know, you know, you might as well do it with your soulmate and with someone else. Yeah, and uh, just uh, speaking on that a little bit further, uh, there's some part of our culture that is still kind of like thinking about this Disney movie aspect and even linking the whole soulmate thing to that and living happily forever after. Mm, mm. What would you say about that in terms of the length of a time of a relationship or perhaps it's a complete disaster? at the end of, of a relationship, um, does that mean it was less of a soulmate relationship? Or is that because, or we do we think like that because of this Disney movie, Happily Ever After? Yeah, and, right, okay. Sure. Um, so soulmate relationship is not some romantic, fluffy, <laughs> pink, <laughs> happy ever after scenario. Um it, it can be amazingly loving and fulfilling and very beautiful and easy, but also it can be very challenging. Um, in my experience, soulmate relationships are, are those that offer the, the, the most opportunities for growth uh, and for self-actualization. So whatever it is in me that wants to express, they help me the most. And if I have a big block or a wounding around that, then obviously they're going to challenge me the most as well. <laughs> Uh, they're not uh, designed to last forever necessarily, um, but they do fulfill uh, the, the purpose. Um, it's, it's like two of us getting together and, and having a purpose, a reason for being in that relationship that serves our, our own healing and our own growth. And as long as we commit to that, we will we will uh, receive the, the blessings of that. Um, and it's often the case that um, a relationship like this can be quite intense and then it runs its course and it wasn't a mistake. This person was not less of a soulmate. Um, 
probably they loved us even more for challenging us more um, and helping us to grow faster and heal deeper. Um, but it's perfectly um, fine, you know, to move on to a new partnership uh, as we evolve um, uh, or, or um, a number of partnerships. I mean, this doesn't have to be uh, very exclusive. Yeah, and it, you say about it not perhaps lasting forever. Mm. Perhaps it does last forever on a soul level, but in a physical embodiment level that we are coming into this experience to learn uh, what we need to learn to to be as self-actualized as, as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and having said that, uh, it, it is useful to have relationship tools. I mean, uh, this this whole perspective um, is is great to have in mind and to to keep close to the heart. But uh, we need to learn things like how to communicate. <laughs> we often don't don't know basic things around communication, or how to express mutual needs, or how to set boundaries. And this is part of the spiritual journey. It's also largely a part of the psychological journey, and that has to be honored as well. Uh, ultimately, there is an integration going on uh, between the, the soul perspective, which is perfect and eternal, all those things. And, of course, we're connected forever on a soul level. And then we have the personality level, uh, which still experiences um, a strife and separation and um, and the, the pain and the hurt, and this this is now being healed and integrated, so we can have um, more fluid relationships, uh, less hurtful relationships, more loving and creative ones. Yeah, and it's that fr- friction between the both that grinds us into the diamond that we're trying to be uh, yeah. in this in this embodiment in this human experience. Yeah, because absolutely. it's only that friction that any anything has grown in anywhere mm-hmm. uh, in nature or, or in wherever you look. If you're looking yeah. at a great athlete, he's always going to be charged by his competitors, or a business person will be motivated by its rivals as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. this soul aspect combined with this imperfectly perfect human. Uh, mm-hmm is why one of the reasons if not the main reason depending on your beliefs and your path in life so far is perhaps the reason why we we are here right now having this conversation yeah 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 totally this is what it's all about this wholeness uh this completion is is the completion of the self and and the more we bring our parts together and the more we uh, we we heal those gaps in our psyche uh the better our relationships the better our world mm. so talking on uh, perhaps some practical tools that people can use when they are in re- just in a relating situation perhaps meeting someone new to connect on mm. a on a soul level if they're not going to perhaps one of your workshops how can we connect more mm. on that soul level? Mm. Um, I would say the first thing is to drop into the heart, to to, to leave the thoughts and uh, the assessments and the judgments aside for a while and turn our energy and uh, inwards dropping into the heart. So this is a place of connection 
um, where I'm, I'm not so busy assessing or judging someone or thinking about what I want uh, or uh, imagining what it may be or how it may not be and, and just really feeling feeling myself and allowing myself to, to have a sense of another person from the heart um, we, without any assumptions, without any expectations. That would be the beginning. Um, and in Tantra, as you know, we have practices like eye gazing where you would be quiet for quite some time and just gaze into each other's eyes and breathing together for a while. Not many words are necessary to make those connections. But as we start to drop in to the body and the heart and just are with someone with no agenda other than just to be there, um, the magic happens and we start to experience feelings and we start to, to have a sense of who we are, who this person is that uh, moves beyond our ego. So that's the beginning. Just breathe more, talk less, drop into the heart and just feel. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to perhaps you start feeling that connection and you develop mm. the the conversation is, mm. is, is good between you both. And it, does it become a harder decision when it comes to being... Uh, sexual with someone if you're looking for that soul connection because you don't want to give your energy to someone who's the the wrong person and you're Mm. more focused on having that soul partnership do you find that yeah it's a it's a good question um starting from the conversation um a lot of people um are not so intimate with a conversation, so uh, a lot of time is spent uh, being clever or, um, or trying to make a good impression or worrying that we don't make a good impression or what impression do we make. So there's a lot of worry, and and the conversation um, t- tends to separate us more than it connects us. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, when it comes to conversation, what I... Um, encourage people to do is is to speak more about the things that really enliven us and that really matter to us. Uh, so instead of just uh, going through what happened during the day or, or saying some clever things or trying to be funny, um, you know, if, if humor comes, great, but uh, what is the thing that really enlivens you? Um, what what is What are you passionate about? What are you hoping for? Or what has really saddened you today? Or what has really touched you in a deep way today? Um, it's best to have conversations about things that really move us rather than other stuff <laughs> that happens. And then that gives us both... Um, you know, if I'm speaking with someone, it gives us both the opportunity to to feel that soul aspect, to feel what that person is really about, their essence, and then we can start to feel if the synergy between us. Uh, because yeah, chemistry you can have with some people, maybe not with others. Um, but the most important part as you're as you're uh, developing a soulmate connection is about you know what makes me tick, what am I passionate about, what is my my deepest uh, feeling of myself, and and how does that uh, fare uh, in relationship with this person? And that's where we start to to find you know what is the synergy, what gifts have we got for each other. 
and maybe if this chemistry is well, you know, fantastic, you know, you maybe want to take it further. And if there isn't much chemistry there, uh, you might choose uh, a different kind of relationship with this person, maybe not a sexual one, uh, but you could find some synergies in other areas. Or maybe you, you will find, okay, they're on a very different path to my own and just wish them well and move on. Yeah, so it's is there a matter of slowing things down because we live in, yeah. in this fast-paced culture that everything within a soul-based path specifically with to do with intimate relationships mm. you recommend just slowing things down yeah slowing things down and going for what really matters we we're afraid to um disclose a lot about ourselves but the more we disclose then the faster this process becomes and the more meaningful as well um in my soulmate connections, I encourage people to speak about their dreams um, in in a completely uncensored way. <laughs> so what would someone really love to do? Because that's what the soul desires to express, right? My dream about myself and my life, this is who I really am. This is who I long to become as well, to actualize. Um, and And people find that they receive great encouragement when they do that. And also they find these amazing synchronicities where other people may have some important information for them or or have uh, some experience to contribute that's relevant to that. And, and now we feel like we're much, much closer. We really understand each other. We, we now have become partners in that uh, journey. Um, and like I said before, I mean, to turn this into a, a romantic relationship, a sexual relationship, you'd also want the chemistry. And the chemistry is something different. Uh, the, the chemistry really comes from, uh, you know, the physical aspect and um, primarily, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we won't be sexually as interested in everyone maybe um, if we really pay attention. Again, here this, this, there's been a bit of a... A distortion in that, uh, for example, it's been very common for men uh, to imagine that they can have sex with lots of women or as many women as you know they would like, and that would be okay. And then they are horrified when they have some problems <laughs> or they can't function sometimes, and they worry there's something wrong with them. And um, I'm often the one to tell them that no, okay, you you can't expect to be sexually compatible with absolutely everybody. <laughs> Uh, there will be some people you're, you're not so sexually attuned to, and this is not a problem. Uh, so it takes a little bit of uh, self-awareness to know when that um, chemistry kicks in, and also for us to know what we need to feel it. So are we visual? Are we more kinesthetic? Are we more tonal? Um, you know, what what would we need to feel if if there's um, chemistry? And it's it's one of those very uh, strange and mysterious things that we uh, we can't change. So either it's there or it's not. It's very hard to put in there <laughs> if it's not there. Um, in fact, I haven't found a way of doing that in all my years of working with people. Chemistry is not something that we can uh, manipulate. Uh, so I would encourage people to take some time and to feel into that aspect as well if they want to have a really great sex life also. Um, and... You know, perhaps combine all of those elements to have, you know, the soul connection, to have the a similar outlook on life, similar values, similar desires. There are a lot of components, you know, to have a really fabulous relationship. But also to understand, you know, in, in my view, it, it doesn't have to be the one person that takes absolutely every single box. 
um, it you know I could I could see this as uh, more of a uh, finding different people to fulfill different aspects and with the ones that were sexual maybe emotional and soul partnership would be important um, but maybe a uh, life purpose or career would be uh, secondary but everybody has to make their own choices mm. um, for those who are looking for these type of relationships partnerships more soul connected whether they're partnered or not I guess but in terms of one's who are looking for that partner, um, what would you recommend in terms of communicating uh, when there is an attraction? Is it better to just put that out there and say, yes, I feel attracted to you, but I still don't know where this is going to go. Mm. Uh, let's feel it out. What is the uh, best thing to do, do you think, when it comes to declaring attraction? I think it's a good idea to to do just that to be honest and you know transparent. Uh, it it uh, it makes everything much easier just to say how you feel, and you know what you know if if you're feeling attraction, then great, say it, <laughs> show it, and and if you're not, then make that clear as well. Um, I'm I'm all for transparency as much as possible. Um, because that takes all the guessing out of the picture and, and all and all, all the misunderstandings and the miscommunications that can arise. Um, and it's it's perhaps difficult where we're maybe not used to being very open about exactly how we feel. Um, but I think it's useful to let our, our partner know or potential partner know where we're at and, and it simplifies everything. Yeah, it takes less of the games so and the, the chase me games yeah. that we can play like uh, a yeah. couple of 10 year olds running around a playground <laughs> yeah totally oh, I, I can't stand those games and you know the the I, I don't know if anybody really knows the code you know when to text and how many days later and which texts to ignore and which to reply to and there's all this texting going on the messaging and people don't really communicate and, and they're playing these games and they get lost in the game ultimately forgetting that we're all humans with hearts and feelings and deep soul yearnings to connect and to realize ourselves and uh, let's maybe play fewer games and, and do the thing we're here to do yeah and that can only really be done through this more authentic communication of you know admitting when there is some attraction and then not being attached to whatever that turns out to be uh, yeah perhaps mm. that attraction um, turns into a amazing I've had many female friends that I've been attracted to turn into like you know some of my best friends that they didn't go yeah. down the sexual road um, but I would still consider them soulmates or soul sisters yeah. or whatever you want to call it Exactly, um, exactly. But, yeah, so that admitting and then not being attached to what it looks like because that attraction, and I guess this is turning into a question, is when you do feel that soul attraction, it's not always clear of what that is going to look like, is it? Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree with that. Sometimes you have to feel your way uh, 
through it and sometimes it's not obvious from the start you know why you feel so drawn to a person you know quite often we interpret an attraction as a sexual attraction mm. um but it turns out to be something quite different we end up doing something together or or sharing about a, an important experience that only this person can help us with you know later on um it's important to trust those impulses to trust our intuition or gut instinct and if we feel drawn to a person just go for it if we feel sexually attracted, if that's the impression we get, that's all right too. Um, and we can allow the connection to unfold and, and show us what it's for. Um, like you said, you know, it, it can turn out to be something different or, or sometimes very unconventional. <laughs> um, but that's okay. The soul is not a conventional entity. <laughs> and we are not conventional. Yeah, and then there's the whole levels of uh, intimacy that you can have with someone. I mean, yeah, we can talk about that if you want. Is you know what what are the options that we are sometimes leaving off the table because of the culture we've lived in in terms yes. of intimacy? What do you think? Yeah, um, I mean, if we, if we look at um, ourselves as um, uh, energy beings, fundamentally. Um, we we can have all kinds of interactions with all kinds of people, and uh, I, I, yeah, let me mention this. Uh, a few years ago, I authored an, an article on tantric orgasm, uh, explaining how um, an, an ecstatic experience or, or a, a highly intense, pleasurable, or sensual experience um, just defies what we label sex. <laughs> Um, so sexual sensual encounter could be um, immensely spiritual might not involve any nudity or, or genital touch for example but it would still feel sexual because uh, the sexual energy is our creative force is a life force and uh, we, we can uh, experience that in many many ways um, that far exceed any um, example we've seen and it's usually porn people get their education from, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, so you never really see those expanded experiences that, that are unlike porn. <laughs> um, they can be um, a, a amazing uh, sensual connection or sexual connection with someone that never looks like sex in a conventional way. And uh, this is where now we're, we're starting to um, open up to this uh, knowing Okay, so it's something that's been known for many, many, many years, and now we're starting to re relearn uh, all the possibilities and to explore some more. Um, so the less we try to define and label things, the, the better. And and then our uh, our truthfulness, our uh, presence uh, will uh, lead us to the experiences that we need uh, to grow and and to be the you know blissful beings that we can be. Hmm. Yeah, and I was kind of alluding to with the question a little bit in terms of, um, as well, the kind of not everything, well, as you were saying, really, not everything has to be sexual. We we could just have a soulmate partnership where you're, you, I know of someone who just meets and, like, has a hugging party with someone. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. they'll just hold each other or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, things like that where there is this, you know, levels of physical touch 
mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. someone of the opposite sex where they potentially are attracted to them but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be you know that full mm-hmm. full-blown sex mm-hmm. where but you still may hold hands when you go to the park or you might hug or whatever mm-hmm. are we missing out on so much of that because of the culture do you think Yes, yes. Our, our tendency is to, to want to have clear distinctions about things based on previous um, norms. You know, what we've been conditioned to uh, think is good or normal or expected of us. But uh, I, I would also go further and say you, you could have an amazing, energetic sexual experience with someone that maybe you've never met that you really connect with and we just breathe together right it happens a lot in tantric workshops where you just uh, sit with someone and just stay very present and you breathe together and and then you know bliss emanates and does this not mean that you have to uh, you know marry this person or does this mean that you know you have to live together and no not necessarily uh, but that experience unlocks something in you. Um, now, to have a successful relationship, like I said before, there are different elements that uh, each of us will want to have in place, and we all have our priorities in life. You know, some people want a family. You know, some people want to have a successful career. Some people are drawn by you know spiritual pursuits. Uh, so, wh- whatever we really committed to, whatever personal you know intimate relationship we have, would would need to work well with that. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we cannot have connections and expanded experiences with with more people in ways that look quite strange, <laughs> just unexpected. Um, and for this to happen, all that's required is a certain availability. And thankfully, now there are, there are those containers, like you said, there are the cuddle parties, and you can you know go to workshops like that, and you can meet those people. You know, more more communities are forming. Soulmate Connections is one of them, or I run a women's circle, for example, where women gather and uh, connect very deeply and can be very close uh, uh, with each other. And, uh, you know, this wouldn't have happened if we just stuck to, oh, we just are polite and, you know, uh, that's it. (laughs) Uh, You know, we don't connect with women in that way. So things are changing. We're all learning to connect more deeply uh, from a less personal perspective, more impersonally, more lovingly, um, with greater availability of of ourselves, of our energy, and and experience good things. So it's much more trust-building. Thus, we build more trust in ourselves, in our own benevolence, the benevolence of other people. um, Then more intimacy emerges um, amongst greater groups of people and greater communities. Um, and uh, relationships are redefined at this time. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a grand redefinition uh, to yeah. allow us to have that freedom of experience in all relationships, especially yeah. maybe if we're married or in a long-term partnership, mm. that they would perhaps allow us to go on these soul journeys with other people and maybe mm. have some breathing experience with someone to hold someone or these kind of things they are definitely redefining of what uh, a relationship is and what it can be and uh, redefining Mm. what truth and honesty is and it's certainly 
these co conversations like this that we're having now are, are the ones we need to have more of as we go forward in this redefinition. Mm. And um, yeah, do you have any yeah. um, final thoughts to add as we <laughs> wrap up? We touched on many different subjects. We could speak yeah. for hours, I think. But yeah, totally. Maybe. Yeah, this. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm just gonna say I'm super, super hopeful. I'm really hopeful, and I would uh, encourage everybody to just go out more and meet people uh, organically, following our dreams, and and letting letting those carry us, um, uh, trusting that as as we're. Um, all growing, you know, individually and collectively, those those uh, loving partnerships will become stronger and um, uh, more accessible to us all. So I'm, I'm really uh, hopeful that everybody's going to have a little love in their life, <laughs> and, you know, great sex and great uh, connections and uh, amazing creativity, um, especially today. It's the winter solstice, yeah, and... Um, We've got the darker night, and so it only gets better from here, right? <laughs> yeah, onwards to the light. Yeah, absolutely. So, thank you, Elena. Uh, thank you, Steve. Take a moment to honor you and your work and what you're bringing to the world. Thank you so much. And where can people find out more about your your work? Uh, thank you, Steve. Um, I'm on elenaangel.com, E-L-E-N-A, angel.com. Um, you'll find details of my coaching, the various events that I run, and a few other bits and pieces. I write quite a lot. There's a blog that uh, has a lot of interesting pieces for people on these topics and free resources. People can download articles, videos, um, recordings. Um, hopefully, we'll educate and inspire. And thank you to Steve for all that you've been doing. It's, uh, it's just amazing to see how far you've grown and you know, in this three years since we first met, and um, yeah, onwards and upwards. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Elena. I really recommend anyone in London to check out her workshops, and yeah, if you're elsewhere in the world, do do check out her, her website at elenaangel.com. So, thank you today, Elena, and uh, thank you. Maybe we'll speak again soon. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah. Bye for now, Steve. Did you know you can get all of our podcasts on our free podcast app? Head over to rawattractionpodcast.com to download the app now. For the world's most ecstatic love and sex podcasts, bonus videos, and exclusive articles, head to rawattractionpodcast.com to get the free app now.